The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is sponsored by MyBookie.ag. Join now and MyBookie will match your first deposit with a 100% bonus. Just use the promo code SGP100 to activate the offer. So visit MyBookie today. Play, win and get paid. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also brought to you by Oddshark. Oddshark offer you free picks from the supercomputer and expert writing staff with betting stats and trends you won't find anywhere else. Follow them on Twitter at Oddshark and check them out at www.oddshark.com. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is the only mobile app that gives you the best chance to beat Vegas, get easily trackable line movement and see which team the public backs, view betting trends all day, calculate your return and follow your picks right from your device. So head over to betql.co and download the app. You are listening to the EPL show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. I am Billy and this is week three of the EPL show. And this week I am joined by a guest. It's Mr. Josh Paul. Hi. How you doing, Josh? You all right? Very well, thank you. Okay. I'm not too bad. How's your um how's your betting start to the season been going? <laughs> Uh, week one uh, was was good. Week two, however, not so good. We, um, yeah, not so good. Week two. We, we had a solid start over here. We had a, I started ten and two for for week uh, for week one, and started six and zero oh, uh, on Saturday. Saturday was easy for me, and then yeah. on, and on Sunday we just started to we started to go wrong. Uh, three th- everything wrong on Sunday. Uh, I'd under two and a half goals in the Burnley game. Uh, yeah. Manchester City to win with a clean sheet, uh, yeah, oh and uh, and Man United against Brighton was an absolute disaster. But we'll talk, yeah, talk more about I, it later. I, I don't want to talk about the United Brighton game. That is just that that really is a sour point. That really is. Well, it's a good point to bring Josh in today because uh, Josh is a Tottenham supporter and I'm a Man United supporter and that will actually come right at the very end of the show. We have to get all the way down to Monday before we talk about if yeah. if Tottenham can... It's, it's really set up well because Tottenham never, ever win at Old Trafford and Man United are playing like they could never beat anyone in the top six. <laughs> so so that's set up nicely. But we'll start at the top with something more, a little bit easier. Wolves against Manchester City. Wolves-Man City, 12.30 kickoff. Uh, Wolves at 10 to 1. The draw is 5 to 1. Manchester City, 1 to 4. Um, what you like in here other than Man City to just carry on winning? Uh, the, the ambitious Josh would look at the draw, but the sensible Josh... There's no other bet with Man City at the moment against any team apart from Liverpool, if you want my opinion. So uh, it's the Man City win. I have to. I think that's obvious, isn't it? Yeah, Man City wins obvious in terms of like sticking it into a parlay or whatever. Uh, I have to obviously look around for something that provides a bit more value, and I've um, I've gone for um, where is it gone? I've gone for Man City to score over 1.5 goals in this game that that takes right. a, that comes in at 4 to 7 uh don't think they're ever going to win this game 1-0 they're at least going to they're at least going to score twice um 
I think Wol- I fancy Wolves to get on the score sheet, but not enough to to bet on it because it wouldn't surprise me if Man City win this game three four nil. Um, Wolves have yeah. actually had Wolves have actually had a tough start, like going to starting against Everton with a new manager, then going to Leicester, and now and now having to play Man City. The thing is, is that despite the fact they'll only end up with one point from their first three games, more than likely, I, I do think Wolves will be fine this season. In the end, yeah. Why 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 do you think Man City conceded against Huddersfield? I don't know. I, I literally think the game was just too easy for them, and they just ended yeah, up. I agree. And they ended up just, and they ended up just switching off. That's the only thing I can think of because it wasn't good for me at all for that. Because no, um, I don't think it's good for anyone. Yeah, because I mean, I especially when like I, with with Tottenham against Fulham, I ended up taking the handicap, and that was really tight. The, the handicap only cleared uh, right at the end when Harry Kane broke his August duck um, yeah. out of nowhere. Uh, and that was like two minutes after the other goal. Because at one point, it looks like Tottenham weren't even going to win the game. And well, Man City... As a Spurs fan, I shouldn't be admitting this, but I, I had the draw on that. Why did you take... Why did you I take... took the draw on it because Fulham looked so great last season. They're a completely different squad this season. And I think that there is a huge, huge, huge... Uh, shadow hanging over Tottenham being the uh, the travellers of the Premiership at the moment because they don't have a home ground so we, we didn't bank on playing at Wembley this season as you, as you probably well know and, and I'm sure everyone knows so I, I, I didn't think that we would be treating it like a home match I think we can't wait to get out of there but we're playing as if it's our home again. Um, and, and I went for the draw on that because I, I, I thought that Fulham were really going to want to step up now. They, they really impressed me last season to the point of how other teams are impressing me this season in the championship where I just think they're ready to go to the premiership now and Fulham are one of those teams um, and, and they haven't delivered they just, they just haven't they're, they're, they're their best well, players they look so. decent they look decent for they look better against Tottenham than they did they're improving yeah. every week because they, they looked really poor when they lost 2-0 at home to Palace and yeah. then against Tottenham they looked like a decent match for, for, for 75 minutes of that game until Tottenham put their foot down and, and then beat Exactly. Them. And I'm sorry to interrupt, Billy, but but while we're on the subject of Tottenham, I know they aren't the match of, of, of conversation at the moment, but, you know, we didn't we didn't look great against Newcastle either. So so that, that that's my point with it. We're, we're certainly not beating teams convincingly, apart from the last 25 minutes of, of the Fulham Spurs game when we were, like you said, completely in the driving seat and playing like Tottenham of last season. But as uh, one thing to factor in is that Tottenham have our squad with probably the most World Cup players there as well. Uh, in terms of not overall, because it's Man City have got 16, but in terms of right. those that were there at the end, I of think course. it was almost, uh, I think, I believe it was nine players involved in that third place playoff, which is crazy. Um, so that I think the fact that they're not playing well and winning in contrast to what somebody like, United or Arsenal are doing I'd, I'd rather take it all day and yeah. Um, and yeah once they click into gear it, the home thing will be weird uh, the home thing will be weird because I feel that they're almost more familiar with Wembley once they move they'll be starting afresh again and, and especially to start against Man City at home is difficult yeah it is difficult and being a Spurs fan obviously I, I was dead set on us going to the new ground and me going to as many matches as I could get to and, and, and really really this season you know last season I think everyone dismissed for Spurs it was all with you know the in-between season and, 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 and all of our eggs were put in the 2018 to 2019 basket um, and it is quite disheartening that we didn't make a lot of noise in the transfer window which is understood but you know what's also disheartening for a Spurs fan is when we start a season where we really really are in contention to win it um, 
or at least give it the best shot we've ever given it. All the best players in their best season prime. Um, you know, then you get the knockback of, well, we don't know when you're going to move into your new stadium. So, you know, yeah, I, I, I agree with your point on the on the World Cup situation, and I and I fully get that. And it is a frustration for a Spurs fan as much as it's a blessing for for an England fan to have such a great, uh, you know, squad with Spurs players in it. But it's uh, yeah, it is like slightly frustrating on on, on the stadium situation. Um, and and like you said, yes, yeah, starting at home, what what a great match to start at home with. You know, the the team that are actually uh, playing and behaving like superheroes. <laughs> Well, we'll get to we'll, we'll do more about Tottenham later. We'll breeze through some of these games because there is yep. a lot of um, lopsided or, or uninteresting games this week to cover. But this one isn't one of them. These are, these are Tottenham's two biggest rivals are playing Saturday afternoon. Arsenal against West Ham. Yep. Uh, both started appallingly. Arsenal are four yep. to eleven to win this game. The draw yep. is four to one, and West Ham are six to one. Yeah. You got any strong lean on this one? Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, the West Ham win. Oh, really? Yeah, um, and I tell you that for two reasons. I watched Arsenal play on Sunday, um, and no, sorry, Saturday. They played Saturday, right? Man United played against Brighton on Sunday. Yeah, Arsenal, Arsenal but, lost to Chelsea. But they were the five thirty kickoff, weren't they? Yeah, that's right. Um, so Arsenal played on Sunday um, against Chelsea, uh, which is Stamford Bridge is obviously a very hard place to go and get three points. Uh, but again, Chelsea are not playing the best football they could be um, and and I just really really watched Arsenal and just thought this isn't coming together for Emre um, I on Facebook like you, you put something out at 2-0 and then we're getting a oh, yeah, stick I, at 2 all. really I didn't know I was coming on this show for you to openly grill about my erratic Facebook statusing but no at 2-0 as a Spurs fan obviously I was jumping around all of my other half's family are Arsenal so it makes everything sweeter when we're doing great and they're not but you look they went 2-0 down and they were two very, very, very uh, sloppy goals, if you want my honest opinion. So they went 2-0 yeah, Mar- down. Morata seemed like he was walking about trying to trying to decide where he's going to stick the ball. Yeah, and, and it just speaks volumes about Arsenal yet again this season. And, uh, and I look forward to, to seeing how it progresses for them. But, you know, they're not looking any different to how they there are spells with Emery where I think right brilliant yeah he's here he's doing what he did elsewhere with PSG blah de blah blah he's a great guy uh, he's had success elsewhere but you know he's come to Arsenal the biggest test of his career thus far if you want my opinion um, and, and it just doesn't look like it's clicking and I think West Ham are Spending the money, they've certainly spent the money, uh, and I think Pellegrini is is a brilliant manager. Uh, he hasn't started great in his return to the Premiership, but I think this is the game where he he wins wins the wins the West Ham fans over, and I think they're up for it. Um, and and I'm looking forward to the game, and I've got I've got the, the West Ham win all day long with that. I think I think Arsenal are very beatable um, as the past two matches have proven. I'm going for something quite different. I'm going for... I, I can't pick Arsenal just because it's slightly under the odds that I thought I'd allow us to give out as a tip. So I'm going to yep. go for Arsenal and, and over 1.5 goals in this game, which is at 8-15. to 15. Um, I, I just think 
what everything you've said about Arsenal, I agree with, but it's echoed by the fact that West Ham are even worse. And when you put the two teams side by side against each other, I think you just have to go with a team that have got better quality. I think both, yeah. both are going to come good in the end uh, in terms of um, West Ham can't finish in the bottom half, I don't think, with this with these players. And no. Arsenal can't finish outside of the top six. I think, yeah. But I think a sixth place finish is almost guaranteed um, for Arsenal as much as a eighth to tenth place finish is guaranteed for West Ham with these players yeah. I just think that they're, they're two teams that have started similarly I think Arsenal get off the mark first I think West Ham probably get off the mark next week depending on who their game is but Arsenal at home is a completely different proposition I know Arsenal played at home against Man City but Arsenal at home against bottom half teams is almost a guaranteed win. You you know almost that Arsenal are going to pick up twelve wins this season, and and they and twelve of those wins are going to be against bottom half teams. That's almost thirty six points that Arsenal always pick up. I don't know where the other thirty six are going to come from. They look awful away, uh, yeah. just like they did all last season. Well, they were terrible on the road with Wenger. But there, there was a uh, you you know the stats better than me when it comes to stuff like this. But I'm pretty sure that they hadn't won on the road. They hadn't picked up points on the road. Had they? No, they hadn't picked up. Uh, in the calendar year, uh, they didn't win until they won at Huddersfield. Right. In, in the calendar year of 2018. So, yeah, and that's not one point, is it? That, they didn't pick up one point on the road. No, uh, they they hadn't won on the road. I'm not sure if they, they had any draws, but I know the first win of 2018 was against Huddersfield. And obviously that record remains intact because they still haven't won another game away. Yeah, um, and, and after uh, the dismantling last Sunday of Huddersfield, um, I, uh, I, I I fear for them this season, if you want my opinion, but we'll move on to that in a minute. Um, a couple of games away, because up next uh, I'm going to go to Bournemouth versus Everton. So we've, we've agreed on the uh, the Arsenal-West Ham game. I'm going firmly with West Ham. We've completely disagreed on the Arsenal game. <laughs> Um, right. So we've got Bournemouth Everton uh, It's right. a complete split Both teams are 6-4 to four to win uh, Probably based off decent starts And the draw is 5-2 to two. Right uh, Anything you're liking on this one? Let me have a quick look on my phone I, I, I'll talk while you're doing it I, I, I just feel that um, both teams look attack-minded uh, yeah, Everton have been involved in a two-all and a two-one. Uh, yeah, Bournemouth have been involved in the. Um, it, they won two-nil on the opening day, and, and they played brilliant. They looked they looked great against South Southampton. Against um, Cardiff. Cardiff, sorry, yeah, sorry, against sorry, Cardiff. And last week they looked they looked good coming back against West Ham. I think nailed on here for me is both teams to score. Um, it's happened in three of the last five for Bournemouth. And four of the last five for Everton, and um, in the in the first two games that these two have played, only the only the first game for Bournemouth did it not land. So so seventy five percent chance there as well. Um, yeah, I, I just think yeah, both these teams will end up scoring. I have no idea what way the game is going to go. Bournemouth are unlikely for me to start with three wins, so I'm also tempted by Everton plus one. Uh, yeah. Which I can take at one to two. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I like both those bets. I like Everton plus one, and I like both teams to score. So I'm. Yeah. So I'm not really sitting on a fence at all on this one. I'm gonna... Sorry, I, I I meant Everton versus Southampton on Saturday. Just gone. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You. I... Yeah, I did. I don't, I don't want the listeners to think like I don't have a clue what's going on. No, yeah. I, I meant Ever Everton looked great against Southampton. 
Yeah, they they did, and then they took the foot off. The, they took. No, they, this is the thing. This is it. Um, that I, I couldn't agree with you more on that. They definitely did, and and Bournemouth coming back against um, West Ham in such fashion in the second half shows that they're a team that really stepped it up in the second half. So you know that this will make for an interesting match. Um, my money with this match though has to be on the home team. Oh, you're going for Bournemouth? It has to be with Bournemouth, yeah. I think Eddie Howe this season is really, really going to drive for that top six finish. Um, and he's never never, never better to do that than by winning the first few games of, of the season and certainly the home games against teams that aren't a major threat. And uh, and as for all the signings that Everton have made this season, I think Rich Arlison's looking brilliant. I think Walcott's really going to come into his own. Um, I think getting rid of Rooney is the best thing they could have done. I know he's doing his thing over in America now, but I really think think that last season I feel, feel that the team was very much dictated around him uh, and I think that was a negative because I don't think he was strong enough um, so so I think Everton this season are certainly a team that Bournemouth have in their sights to get a confirmed win against at home um, they're going to put up a fight no doubt there's going to be goals in the match sure but Bournemouth for me have got, have got to take this one I think if they really want to compete to break out of this mid-table finish that they keep doing uh, and I know Eddie Howe has, has done magic with that club I think he's, he really is a credit to the club and a credit to the Premier League as, as, a, as an organic the manager six, though. do you honestly think they'll challenge for yeah, six? I really think they're going to challenge for it this season I really do uh, what's the solely on the poorness of, of Arsenal though I think it solely has to be the poorness of a few clubs. I think Everton should be challenging for top six with some of the signings that they're making and, yeah. and what they're looking to do. But, you know, this is why we love the Premiership and this is why it's the best league in the world um, because of this, because people like Bournemouth, uh, 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 who, who might not be the most supported club around Europe and in the America uh, states, they're certainly causing a stir in the Premiership. And on their day, uh, I think they play some fabulous football. There was a game I was watching last season um, Bournemouth were playing in I can't quite remember who they were playing against but but uh, no sorry it was Bournemouth against Southampton last season um, and they just they, they, you think they were down and out and then they can, can, had some brilliant play and they came back into it um, and I think that this match for them is is yeah it's certainly sorry I keep going off track but this is a match that they have in their sights to win I think that Everton yeah they're going to be challenging as well for a top six finish um, but Bournemouth need to be beating teams like Everton at home I'm sorry yeah I've lost money a few times on, on going against Bournemouth where I just think to myself oh well, they're, they're, they're a football inside and on paper um, the team they're playing against are, te are technically better than them uh, so you always look at Liverpool being a better version of a better version of Bournemouth than Bournemouth and Arsenal being a better version of Bournemouth than Bournemouth like these football inside but actually Bournemouth always do well against so Bournemouth always do well against Arsenal so actually they're they're massively underrated it just looks like they're a football inside with with worse players than than football inside like Arsenal yeah. actually not the case at all I um I, I have a uh, I, I have what probably a lot of gamblers and uh, people that follow the premiership closely have um, and it's quite a negative and it's it's, it's a passing of judgment of a team based on their premiership history um, and it's certainly when I see Bournemouth pop up on the, uh, on, on, the on the fixture list you know I always I always well I used to in the past few seasons I, I you know I'd write them off of course um, and I've lost lost a lot of money on Bournemouth you know causing upsets against Chelsea in the season 2015 to 2016 was I'm sure it affected everyone's pockets um, you know you, you wouldn't you wouldn't bet on Chelsea to lose at home against the newly promoted team um, and that's going back some years but you know they are they are 
causing a stir. And I really, 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 I think that for me this week is probably one of my safest bets. I think that the, the Bournemouth at home win against Everton on paper might not look like a uh, like a, like a confident bet, but for me, I, I can safely say that that, that for me on, on on the sheet is uh, is one that I don't have to worry about too much. Well, we've gone completely opposite way again there because I've gone Everton plus one uh, and and both teams to score. So it's been an interesting week when we come back and recap next week. Um, Huddersfield versus Cardiff, two teams that I've got 100% to go down. Uh, they'll be accompanied by uh, Newcastle, Southampton or Brighton, in my opinion. So Brighton? I think so. I can't see... I don't know. Don't if Brighton will be one of the ones that do go down, but I think it'll be between those five. I think this year, for me, the Premier League looks quite cut and dry. A lot of the teams uh, like Fulham and Wolves have spent money and have got more ambition, whereas the likes of Newcastle, Brighton, Southampton have just done the same old thing. And it's almost like Huddersfield and Cardiff haven't even attempted to stay in this league uh, with the games that they brought in. But I think both will go down. And for me, based on the start that they've, that they've both made they don't look like they're full of goals so I'm going to nail on the the under two and a half goals here because I just cannot see there being three goals in this match between these two no matter who wins it yeah yeah, uh, my money with this match is uh, going to be on Huddersfield. Right, that's it. that will be my next bet as well because Huddersfield need it because not only have they lost the first two games, they've been massacred to an aggregate score of nine-one. Yeah, so they desperately yeah. need the winners. I, 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 I agree with you when you're looking at it like that, but. If, if you bring me onto the show more this year, uh, you will start to see my stance on Man City. Um, and I, again, I've me- mentioned it in the show about five or ten minutes ago, but they really are superhuman. Um, and I think well, they are just you, you've, you've called out an aggregate score there of nine-one, but I think you can you can you can just knock that score line down to 3-0 because the, the 6-1 it's just a no-brainer it really is it, I mean I feel for any team that have to go to Man City um, I'm still annoyed I didn't handicap that game rather than taking rather than taking it, it, it's, it, it's, it's one of those things you know even as a Cockshaw Spurs fan we went and we got taught a lesson by Man City um, so it's, they, they just they just beautiful to watch I just I, I, I enjoy watching them as a football neutral when I watch them it's just oh. so yeah sorry I'm going off track but the, the, well, we can the, talk the, more the, about them when we get to Liverpool in a couple of games because I want to just touch on the comparison points um, but before we yeah. do that have you got have you got anything for Huddersfield oh you sorry you picked Huddersfield the Huddersfield yeah I'm going to go for the Huddersfield win on that and, and, and again I'm I, with matches like this I don't want to over complicate with goals and, and plus goals and handicaps but for me it's a clear cut Huddersfield win they're going to have the bit between their teeth after getting taught a lesson by by Man City and uh, and yeah, I, I just think, I think if that is your pick if you can where you can take it where you have a strong lean on a team take it because it is easier for American American listeners they do um, they do have limited markets of some of the bookies they bet with um, if they went if they bet with our sponsor mybookie.ag they'd have more but wherever you, wherever you guys bet um, you'll always be able to find a winner so don't feel uncomfortable about simplifying it uh, yeah. sometimes me and James last year do, did go uh, above and beyond to find the most complicated bets possible but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. sometimes a simple win is easier um, Southampton yeah. versus Leicester is next speaking of James who was a Southampton fan um, Southampton 11-8 to 8. 
11 to 5 to draw and 21 to 10 for Leicester to win. I think Leicester are a big underdog here. I don't get the I don't get the the, the favoritism that the that the bookies sometimes show Southampton because yeah. they're great. No, they're not. Um and I can't help but feel that Leicester are, uh, are being written off this season in, in every walk of life. I mean, Leicester, lest we forget, are granted Riyad Mahrez is now gone, um, but they are still a great team. Um, you know, they, they still really are a great team. Uh, I think that Leicester will be without Jamie Vardy for this weekend, though. Oh, yes, you're right. Uh, because he got sent off last week. Um, I think that's probably where the bet probably favours Southampton, if I'm being honest, Billy. It's um, it, it, my, my money with this one is on Southampton, um, but that is through no reason apart from that they are at home and uh, I don't think that Leicester are great on the road anyway. And I think that without Vardy in the setup, they're going to uh, they're going to certainly struggle to score goals. I'm going to go back to back under two and a half goals again because not only do we have the absence of Vardy, we have um, Claude Piel going back to the team that fired him and. Um, the fact that he won't want to lose this game and the fact that Southampton are a conservative team anyway uh, yeah. leads us to the kind of the nil-nil factor. And I think this might be nil-nil for long periods, which is going to make it highly unlikely that this advances to three goals. In fact, I mean, later on when we do our, our lock dog parlay, um, which I'll explain to you when we get there, I'm, yeah. I'm, tempted to, um, I'm tempted to go with this as the under two and a half goals as the lock. But we'll see when we get there. Um, up next, the chance to talk more about Man City because it's Liverpool versus Brighton. Liverpool yeah. one to six, Brighton six to one. Sorry, mm-hmm. the draw six to one, Brighton 16 to one. Now, these are the two favourites for the Premier League. How do they shape up? Uh, last week, I said with the absence of Kevin De Bruyne for four months that I'm not picking Liverpool at four to one to, to win the league. Okay. But that's that. that I, think, I think the De Bruyne... Did you, did you think before, was that before the Huddersfield match or after? My pick at the start of the season was before. My pick at the start of the season was Man City. By and I said that Liverpool will get ten points better, and Man City might get ten points worse because it will be a bit harder for them this year, focusing more on Champions League. But I still had uh, Man City to win the league by by around about five points. Now I think De Bruyne makes that five point difference yeah they beat Huddersfield 6-1 but you don't need Kevin De Bruyne to beat Huddersfield you need Kevin no. De Bruyne you need Kevin De Bruyne when you're playing away to Everton or against, yeah, of course and then again they didn't need him against well, the you needed, they, they needed Kevin De Bruyne when they lost at home to Wigan in the Carling Cup or the, the Carabao Cup um, they uh, they they needed him then and you even saw I, I, I don't know if the, the, the American listeners would have watched that game but that was that was evidence that Man City really aren't great without him, um, and uh, and he came on and within the ten minutes he he almost saved Man City's blushes with that match. Uh, but obviously, as everyone knows, they ended up going out to Wigan, who were two leagues below them. But let's make a comparison here because last year Liverpool completely had City's number when they played each other, and and the theory is for me is that. If Liverpool go to go and win games at the likes of Palace, which they did last week, a ground which has been terrible for them over the years, and yeah. they do go and take care of business at home to Brighton and West Ham, uh, then... Did, did then they take the top, care of business did, against Palace, though? They won 2-0. I, I know they did, but did they take care of business? 
they, they took care of business by getting the points, but did it? was it a convincing win? Because I don't think it was. That's the whole point, though. They don't need to be convincing anymore. That That's the thing. Like, if, they, if, well, they, if they're starting to win these games, and most importantly, if they're not conceding, if they don't have a yeah. retard in goal that's going to that's gonna yeah. throw points away like Carrius did. No, I, I get that. I, I appreciate all, of, all everything you're saying, but I, I just... I, I am I'm very, very much that Man City are platinum and every other team in the Premiership is gold or silver. And that is... And that, that is how it's going to be for the next five seasons. Five seasons? Yeah, I think until Pep turns turns down the chance to renew a contract and, and goes elsewhere, I really, really... And don't get me wrong, Billy, you know, the difference between platinum and gold, in my opinion, is big, but it's not embarrassing. I don't think we're, 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 we're playing part of a, of a phony league here, which is a one-man band like other leagues around the, of Europe and around the world. But I, I, I think to even put Liverpool in the same bracket this season, I think, no, I think you're going to put Liverpool or, or Man United when they finally step they their beat, game. Or it, they beat Man City every time they play them. They, have they don't beat them every time they play them. They, they don't beat them every day. They, they beat them the last time they played them in the Premier League, granted, and they beat them in the Champions League. Twice. Um, and and this is this is this is the Champions League where it was. I won a bit of money on the Champions League because I, I had uh, I had the three nil in the in the first leg, uh, thirty three to one. So I, I I I called that. You know, I called the fact L- that they last year been Liverpool beat Man City three times out of four. The only time Man City won is when Liverpool had Mane sent off in the first twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, but going back to the point, and and this is this is something that we're going to go over a lot on the show moving forward as well. That you know, this taking care of business phrase for me two games in in the season they made a bit of a hash against Crystal Palace they didn't win convincingly yeah they got the points great but that's two games in Billy you know you expect to pick these points up scrappily on a cold November evening away to you know Everton I know we use them as an example but it's very cold up there in the winter and you know away to Newcastle on a, on a, on a cold you know uh, Boxing Day evening that's when it matters you know your February fixtures is where you do your business you know going to Crystal Palace beating a team which I'm sorry are, are certainly going to struggle this season as well Palace um, that isn't that isn't no I'm, I'm sorry I, I can't see that not not when not when you're looking at someone like Man City who two games in are, are wiping out Arsenal convincingly and embarrassing the likes of Huddersfield I, I think I think we're going to disagree on that one and I'm, I'm, I'm all for Man City this season convincingly again I think they're going to hit their 100 point barrier again as well oh wow Okay, so I, I just can't see. I just can't see anyone bringing them down, Billy. I'm sorry, I just can't see anyone getting near them without De Bruyne or with De Bruyne. You just can't get near that starting eleven. It's just, I mean, oh, I could sit here and talk about them all day. The fact that Phil Foden isn't getting more than 25 minutes, and he is probably without doubt one of the best teenagers in the world at the moment, speaks volumes, volumes about that squad. For for this Liverpool game, which uh, we're supposed to be talking about, I've gone for, um, I've gone for. Liverpool to win to nil, which they've managed to do for the first two games. I don't yeah. I think if they've not conceded against West Ham and Palace, I don't think Brighton are going to penetrate. So that's no. that's even money, and I think that that's uh, a, yeah. a solid bet. Is there any other direction you want to go? No, I've got I've got I've got three plus goals Liverpool to win, and I would put my hat on that. Uh, Liverpool Liverpool to score three plus goals. Liverpool to score three plus goals, and, and obviously the win. All right. Um, Moving on to Sunday, uh, yeah. 
So uh, we've got, what do we start with here? Because we've got the, the obligatory Burnley game because they're playing Europa League. Uh, Watford versus Palace is on first. What, but Burnley lost tonight against Olympiacos. Yeah, I know, I saw. They're, they're, they're struggling. I think they'll struggle no. this season. I think, I think Dyche has done as much as he can there, personally. Um, We'll do that then next. We've got Watford Palace first. Watford 7-5, draw 9-4, and Palace 2-1. to one. Watford have started with two wins, so they could join yeah. uh, They could join the others on a 100% record here if they keep winning. Mm. Yeah, I've got the draw on that. Straight up draw, yeah? Yeah, I've got, I've got the draw on it, um, and I've got the draw on it straight up. What were the odds on the draw again, please? 9-4. to four. Yeah, nine to four. I've got the draw on it, and I think there's going to be goals, but I can't help but feel that there's going to be a draw. Crystal Palace are going to feel very, very, very disappointed that they didn't get a point against Liverpool on um, on on Monday. Um, they're going to feel that they are uh, they didn't get any points on Monday, and. Um, and I just, yeah, I, I, I just think that they're, you know, they've got such great strike strike force, um, and uh, and Watford, yeah, they're 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 doing well at the moment. They've got two wins, um, but I, I, yeah, I can't I can't see anything other than a draw here. I don't think anyone's got the got the got the minerals to take it, but I I, I can see there's going to be goals. I'm going for a two two draw. Yeah, I've got. I I picked out Palace plus one. I just think that um, Watford have had quite a nice start in terms of playing. Uh, you know, they got to play Burnley. You know, after this Europa League, the yeah. Europa League campaign, um, they had a nice, um, easy home game against Brighton to start with. So, so they yeah. they're, they're in a false position at the moment. Whereas Palace uh, picked up a win against Fulham, which I think is the most difficult game that these out of the two that they've had. I think. Playing away to Fulham is a yeah. difficult game than anything Watford have done, and obviously they played Liverpool as well. And as you said, at times looked threatening. Uh, so I've just gone for Palace plus one at four to six. Yeah, yeah. Um, up next, we do have Fulham against Burnley. Uh, obviously, yeah. as we touched on, Burnley play tonight. Uh, Fulham are twenty-one to twenty. The mm-hmm. draws twenty-three to ten, and Burnley eleven to four. And mm-hmm. um, I like Fulham to to get off the mark. I, I have spoke earlier in this show about Fulham um, and very rarely will I see a team come up to the Premiership. Firstly, I feel that Fulham belong in the Premiership. They are, for me, a Premiership club and that comes through my my my, uh, my growing up watching. And You're, you're watching. echoing what I said in the preview. I said, well, I said this is the first year that two teams have come up to the Premier League and I'm watching. Yeah. And I won't discuss them in the relegation discussion. And now, yeah, both I can't. And Fulham, and that's not I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't see not so much Wolves, but I get it. You know, the Kenny Miller days and, and the Molyneux being a great stadium, and it's certainly a Premiership stadium. Um, but the 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 Fulham fans. And the Fulham culture and that West London derby when they do play against Chelsea, that for me is the Premiership. And they are, like you said, they're a Premiership team. And last season, the second half of the season, they could have they could have played against any any of the bottom half clubs in the Premiership last season, and they could have got points off them if we're looking at last season. Um, so yeah, I you know, and 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 I spoke earlier in the show about my bet for them against Spurs at the weekend last week and that's coming from a Spurs fan um, they just they've just got such talent in that squad um, and they won't have the talent forever you know if they don't do things this season they're going to lose some of their key players so they need to keep hold of um Assessing, yeah. of, course, of course, he's the, he's the golden boy. He hasn't actually delivered this season. I've watched him in two matches now, and he's been very underwhelming. But he's there, uh, and of course, Kearney in the, in the midfield. Um, 
for Tom. So he's he's another fabulous, fabulous prospect for this season. Um, but they need to get off the mark. They need to start getting points. So uh, so I'm going to go with this one. Though. I'm going with a draw, actually. I'm going to go with the draw. Um, and I'm going to go with the draw because um, as much as Burnley may well be tired from playing tonight, um, they will... Without a, without a shadow of a doubt, Sean Dyche won't let them go out there like puppies. Um, you know, he, he is not he, he's one man that will not allow them to to, to lick their wounds, um, and he's gonna he's gonna want war on Sunday. and And I'm swaying towards a draw, and I'm gonna go with a draw. Um, but it's certainly not going to be pretty, um, and, uh, and 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 both teams are going to want it naturally. But but yeah, the, the draw for me there, Billy. I, I, can't, I can't see Fulham winning that. I just think going from Greece to London without without even stopping on Burnley is a, is a long trek. Um, but we'll see um, because obviously he's he is able to get people ready, and they've always been a teamwork team and not a superstar team anyway. So it might it might not matter. But I just think Fulham will get off the mark regardless. Mm. Um, Newcastle against Chelsea. Chelsea, another one of those 100%ers. This is the main game on Sunday. Newcastle 4 yeah. 1. Uh, draws 14 to 5. Chelsea 4 to 6. Um, as I did earlier on in the season, took Tottenham at Newcastle. Um, I just think that better teams managed to win at Newcastle. This isn't the old days anymore where the crowd are worth an extra 25% or whatever. Uh, I think the teams in the top six, are too, well, the top five at least, are too good now away. Uh, yeah. And I just feel that because Tottenham won there, I don't think Chelsea will have any problem here. I think Chelsea, Tottenham and Man United are the teams locked for third, fourth and fifth. And, yeah. um, and all three are going to need to go and win at places like Newcastle. Yeah, um, Newcastle are in big trouble this season. Uh, again, it is it's it's upsetting for me to admit that because they are one of my Premiership teams. They are they are for me the Premiership, um, but they're in they're in big trouble. They're in big trouble. They played um, on Saturday. Uh, they were the early kickoff nil um, nil against Cardiff, and they were yeah they were they they, they were terrible. Yeah, so I mean, here I, I before we move, so you agree Chelsea at four to six? They were they were terrible, but I, I think yeah, I think Chelsea are gonna are gonna win it, um, and I think they're gonna win it by some margin as well. I would I would have two plus goals for Chelsea in that. So at this point, before we spend some more spend some time doing Man United Tottenham and obviously giving out our lock dog parlor, we just wanted to run through uh, fantasy picks that we might have might have missed out. So yeah. Um, I, I, I'm liking Morata at Chelsea now. It looks like he's going to nail down that spot. Uh, his price has been dropped by two million in fantasy compared to what he was offered at last year. So, at yeah. at nine million now, Morata looks a buy. Willian at seven point five looks like a buy. He looks like he's going to be one of the main choices there. Um, I'm mainly keeping it to Chelsea because that's the game we just covered. Ones that I've missed out going through there. Um, your Liverpool combinations. Um, it looks like. Um, what James touched on when he came on the show, he looks to be correct. The value, the four million difference, uh, sorry, the three and a half million difference between Mane and Salah, Salah doesn't look like it's worth the money. It does no. look like they could end up around about even this season, or or Salah could have just slightly more points. But for that three and a half million, you can go and spend it elsewhere. Uh, other picks at Liverpool, uh, Alexander Arnold looks like he has the right back spot. Uh, it was speculation as to whether it would be him or Klein. So that's only five million. Uh, running through anyone that I've missed, anyone that had Aguero last week uh, would have done well having him as captain, keep him in the team. And, yeah. Um, 
places like teams like playing home at West Ham uh, are, are, are the kind of games where you do want to look at a Bamiyang and you do want to get on that uh, Henrik Mkhitaryan price for just, just 7 million because not only is he playing he's not playing in his midfield position that he's listed in he's playing no. he's playing out wide in a front three so yeah. 7 million Mkhitaryan's another pick so that runs through any fantasy I wanted to give out uh, I know you're not playing but um, so it makes it hard for you to really no I can relate though I, I, I don't play fantasy I um, I never have done really I, I, I love football and I focus on the league implicitly but I, I play to win you know I, I want to win money so um, I I, uh, I I like the the, the, the betting side of it um, but I, I can understand figures I, I get where you're coming from when you price a player up where they should be compared to where they are and also I completely understand the, the 3.5 million difference between Salah and, and Mane and I, I presume that Salah in favour of 3.5 million right yeah so last year what happened was is that you had both of them listed at Mane was 9.5 and Salah was 9 and obviously Salah blitzed it and Mane had a a season which wasn't up to par for him by his standards Um, but now it's gone the other way so Mane has gone down half a million sorry Mane has maintained a nine and a half million price tag whereas Salah is now all the way up to 13 he's now in Harry Kane category so of course so yeah it just seems um that uh, if if Mane does anything more than last year, just, just chips in with even four or five more goals, and Salah has yeah. four or five less. And bearing in mind that you know he's well over thirty in terms of his goal tally, uh, yeah. that, that those prices could look very very wrong. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I get that. I get that completely. And um, uh, and I think Mane started the season brilliantly. <laughs> Hasn't he? Yeah, he has, and, and and James came on and tipped that at the start. He just said basically the price difference wasn't wasn't worth it anymore. No, no. Uh, if, no. You, if you're getting them both at the same price, it would mean something. But the thing is, is like once if you spend 13 million on on Salah and spend, for example, seven million on someone like Mkhitaryan, and that's that's 20 million spent. Yeah. Whereas if you had nine and a half million on Mane, you would then have ten and a half million on Hazard. Yeah. So that's your choice: Mkhitaryan and Salah, mm. or Hazard and Mane. And the start and the starting uh, the starting budget is a hundred mil, right? It is a hundred mil, yeah. It is a hundred mil. So yeah, you. I mean, you're 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 picking out two key players there, and you're spending twenty mil, right? Did yeah, you just say but, it's, it, but it's how you can spend twenty mil. Whether you of spend course. it on a on a on a on a player like Mkhitaryan, who's going to be very very like miss and more missed than hit, as opposed to Salah, as, as opposed to sorry, the combination of Mane and Hazard, which can, which comes to the same amount. You well, decide yourself. If, if it is, but it's you know you what you've got to look at with Hazard. And a big thing, and I was having a debate with someone about this earlier, is, is he going to want to perform over the next three months or is he going to start to get itchy feet and just want to get on that plane to Madrid? You know, you've, you've got to look at it. He made it very, very, very clear that he isn't... Uh... Well, I could have used another example. I could have used... If he hadn't been injured, I would have used De Bruyne in that example because De Bruyne, De Bruyne is only 10 million himself as well. But obviously, yeah. Um, but going, sorry, going back to my point really quickly, um, I, I, Hazard isn't a safe bet for me. He, he's a safe bet when he performs, but like you said, he is. He hasn't got a happy home life. You know, his home life at Chelsea isn't happy. He isn't happy there, and he's made it very clear um, in several different 
press conferences and interviews that he is certainly not committing to Chelsea forever. He might be committing for the season, but my concern with players like Hazard, for me, yeah, you start the season, he's the little magician. We watched him against Arsenal. He was absolutely brilliant, mind-blowing. But, you know, you've got to take it. Are you going out there and giving it 110 for the shirt and are you happy? And, and I think over the duration of a season, that plays more precedence in a, in a fantasy league than anything. Consistency is key because you've got to get those points up. And, uh, and I don't think Hazard's going to deliver those points for you. Well, Hazard could still be going in the next seven days. So that'll be interesting to see. Well, of course, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. My point backed up exactly. But I'll talk more about that on my on my European show. The European show I do is exclusive on lockbetting.com. So if you go to my website, lockbetting.com, uh, my weekly European show is over there. So I'll be talking about last week's European fixtures. And I did land my lock and my parlay there over on the week one of the European show. So we'll be back. Uh, with that this week that comes out on Friday moving on we've got Lock Dog and Parlay to do here as well but before we do that we've got Man United Tottenham United 6-4 Tottenham 2-1 and the draw is 23-10 so I'm sure you've got loads to say about this yes um, Old Trafford the theatre of dreams Uh, what a and what a show for me and you to start on, eh? What, what, what? It's written in the stars, Billy. Um, where do I start with this? Um, my head is telling me United, and naturally my heart is it's telling written me written in the stars because Josh thought Raw. we had to. Josh thought we had to sit in the same room to do this show. <laughs> I messaged <laughs> Billy earlier. You still in London? Um, it's uh, yeah. My my head is telling me to stick with United. You know, again, I go back to uh, you know licking their wounds. They've they've had they've had the world kicked up their bum this week from all fans uh, and everyone about how it just wasn't good enough. Um, and I even read somewhere that you know fans were protesting to get some form of money back from the away tickets to travelling up to Brighton from the club, which is obviously not going to happen. But that's where their stance is on the road with you guys at the moment it really is is, it's not good Um, Mourinho say what you want about the guy but he wins when he has to win Um, and he knows how to win big matches Uh, so my head's telling me Man United but my heart I want to go with a draw because I just think we are not going to drop points this season Um, and we're going to get everything we can out of every match we play in Uh, are you are you easy to break down at the moment based on the Brighton game yeah yeah you're very easy to by when I say you I'm referencing Man United everyone um, are, are Man United easy to break down yeah very easy um, you, you, I so, so I want to say a draw I'm going to go over draw yeah I think that this bus will be firmly parked up this week um, and then it will be the, the tactic that we've, we've beaten Spurs with in the last couple of seasons is to try and nick a goal. Um, it's been 1-0 the last two years. Um, I can't see anything different. I, I think the the most... I'd be more concerned about the Brighton game if a lot of it didn't centre around one of the worst defensive performances I've ever seen from Eric Bailly not only just for the goals but simply just some of the wayward passing and positioning that he displayed throughout um it was a combination of like De Gea and Bailly for that goal as well for for the third one where we conceded the penalty but I just think that that's something that you can weed out a little bit more than actually just being 
completely outplayed or anything because we still had more of the ball. Um, just didn't look like we knew what to do with it whatsoever in, in that half. But I feel that it's, it's, it's very negative to say, and I don't like talking like this at all about Man United, but it does seem like it's going to be the tactic and we are out here to give out winning bets. So I feel getting nil-nil at half time will be satisfactory for them. I think that will be the target. And I feel in the second half, they're going to try and win the game in the last 30 minutes. And what you'll probably see is someone like Fellaini coming on. And then what you'll probably see is Spurs, Spurs succumbing to that pressure. And uh, it's a shitty way for a Man United team to win the game, but needs must. And Mourinho does win these kind of games. And Mourinho no, does. does pick the right tactics to win games. And I feel that I wouldn't be utterly stunned if we beat Tottenham 1-0 with a Fellaini assist in the last 10 minutes yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I'm, I'm going to go with a draw and I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw um, and uh, and I'm going to go with Spurs to, not that it matters but my, my general prediction would be that we go 1-0 up um, it could go very differently uh, but but I'm going to stick with that and that is that really is a sitting on the fence bet I have to be honest with you but I just can't call it I really can't I, I, just, I tell you why because Man United off the back of a loss usually want blood like any football club uh, and you actually have the, the you know the, the artillery to go out and get it you've got a great squad on paper are they actually performing and is there a team spirit no but on paper you've probably got one of the best squads in the whole world um, and, and and you know Spurs on the road yeah they're good but they're not great and uh, and, and, and again it's the, it's the old Old Trafford it's not an easy place ever to go never never more so than when you've just probably had one of your worst team performances from Man United in over 20 years and it, and it really was to watch it was was embarrassing and and you were lucky to even get a penalty in the last minute to get to get it to 3-2 yeah, it does give it some kind of like it does it, it doesn't reflect the game well it looks like a close 3-2 loss it, and it wasn't it was a 3-1 could have been more shouldn't have even you know Lukaku well, where, what on earth I've seen some clips of him from that match that I didn't actually notice when I watched the match and it's just a different Lukaku to what we saw in the World Cup that's for sure well, it's probably a tired Lukaku who's been forced to come back early as well yeah there's that but I mean there's tired and you're a professional you know there's tired and then there's there's pub league and, and for some of the stuff that I've seen him do and, and other Man United players on Saturday uh, Sunday rather and, and Bay, Bay, uh, Eric Bay being a prime example of that I couldn't agree with you more it, it's, it's Sunday passing isn't it it's, it's pub, pub league passing yeah there was, that, was the, that was the worst performance that I've seen from, from a player yeah, uh, no, I, I, yeah, it was bad. I mean, you would you would come close to seeing a worse performance than um, than than the, from uh, going back to Newcastle really quickly than from Kennedy last Saturday. I think that was a close second. All right, so let's move on to the final part of the show. So, I, I, if you haven't got one ready, then uh, then maybe then maybe like what I'll do is I'll give mine out and then pause and give you a chance to put one together. So it's yeah. it's lock dog parlay. The lock is my best bet of the entire week from everything that we've given out. Uh, something yeah. that I'll basically stick my house on. Uh, so yeah. the last two weeks, my, both my locks have landed. Uh, I've gone for Chelsea twice. I went Chelsea at Huddersfield and then I went Chelsea yeah. at home to Arsenal. Which Your lock last week was Chelsea against Arsenal. It was, yeah. 
and you had Man City against Huddersfield on there. You can't take Man City versus Huddersfield because it's not because it's one to six or it was one to ten odds. It has to be one to two or under. Oh right, okay. I was going to say I thought you had gone mad, Billy. No, 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 no. So, so your best bet, your lock is your best bet under 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 one or two or right, two hundred, okay. as the Americans say. Uh, your parlay is three te- is, is 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 an accumulator for you. So, just three teams for an accumulator, and uh, your underdog is your best underdog of the week. That's pretty easy and self-explanatory. Yeah. So okay. I'll start out. Uh, I've got a couple of locks that I really like Uh, I like under two and a half goals in the Southampton Leicester game but what I've gone for is Arsenal to win and over 1.5 goals that comes out at four to seven Uh, I just think this isn't going to be one nil Arsenal I don't think Uh, actually you know what you, you you've kind of put me off that uh, that game as I've not put me off it as a parlay. But I'm still going to put Arsenal in my parlay, but I, I don't want to lock. I want to keep my locks strong. I'm going to go for Southampton Leicester under two and a half goals as my lock, uh, simply because um, Josh made a point for West Ham here, so uh, I'm going to steer away from that as my lock. But in my in my parlay, I'm going to go for Manchester City Arsenal and Liverpool against Brighton uh, right. that pays out at hold on I'm just going to work it out here one second still got Liverpool to nil in my bet coupon oh that pays out just over even so $100 on that returns $201 and um, finally looking at my underdog are you are you thinking of stuff as I run through here I've got mine ready yeah oh you have mm-hmm. okay so um, for my underdog I'm going to have a punt on Let's go for Everton at Bournemouth as the underdog of the week for me. Okay. All right, so here you go, your first lock dog parlay. My lock dog parlay debut. Let's hope it's like uh, the debut of Wayne Rooney against Fenerbahce all those years ago. No, was it Fenerbahce? Who did he, who did he make no, his it debut? Was, it was. He it was. He scored a hat yeah. didn't he? Yeah. What, a, what a great night that was. Um, okay, so my lock is going to be Bournemouth against Everton. Bournemouth to win. So our dogs and locks are opposite. I know, right? That is the, they couldn't be more opposite. It's going to be a draw now. <laughs> um, my parlay is going to be Man City. I can feature them in my parlay, can I? Yeah, you can. You can. Yeah, yeah parlay yeah, can be yeah. anything. The parlay just okay. add up to more than one to two, which it will do. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so my uh, my parlay is Man City to win. Um, the Fulham Burnley draw. Okay. And the Spurs United draw. Wow, okay, so you've given out a parlay at 12 to 1. Yeah. Right, okay. And I, yeah, and I, I'm going to go and put that on now. You, you can, uh, as by the way, as underdogs, you can take draws because draws are always massively priced. So yeah. in the future, if you want to draw as your underdog, you can do that as well. But you've put two draws in the parlay here, so it's fine. fine. My underdog is the West Ham win. Wow, okay. So that's seven to one in some places. It's eight to one in front of me. Oh, okay. So you've really gone all out here first week trying to win some serious I, 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 I'm extremely confident in my decisions. 
it's good so that this kind of adds more of a contrarian like balance because you will get safe betters and you will get underdog betters and uh, you will have people that just that just don't even watch or are just getting into the football because of the World Cup because of all the soccer they've watched and they just want to chuck a fiver at it so so it all it, it, it caters to everyone if you're going to come at it from this stylistic approach so it's completely yeah. fine um yeah, that's everything. We've gone a bit long this week, but it's been a good introduction to Josh anyway. And obviously we had the uh, the Man U Tottenham game to discuss. Um, you know where to find um, the SGP. They are on Twitter at the SGP Network. Check me out over at lockbetting.com. There are additional podcasts there where we cover the European show in addition to betting packages that you can pay for. So far in the month of August, we are £964 up, which depending on the exchange rate, which is not very good at the moment because I just got back from New York, is around about $1,200. So check me out over at lockbetting.com. I've been Billy, he's been Josh, and we'll be back next week for week four of the EPL show. (laughs) 